Nancy Cohen is the author of the Bad Hair Day Mysteries and more than two dozen books overall over the years. I talked with Nancy about how she overcame the typical early doubts to find success as a writer. It's all ahead on this second thrilling edition of Learn From the Pros. Nancy, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And in this podcast, I'm talking to people about sort of what their experience was like when they were a first-time writer, because, uh, you know, that's an experience that I just had, because uh, I just published my my first book uh, during all the COVID uh, lockdown shenanigans. Uh, it, it just so happened to be that way. Uh, you know, I, I had it done before then. I think uh, I, I turned it into the publisher in December with the idea that, hey, we were going to launch it in June. Everything was going to be great. And, and then, you know, basically the entire world shut down. So that, so that it, it, it kind of worked out that way. But uh, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the, the story of how you became a writer. Well, I took the long, slow road to getting published. Uh, back in the late, uh, well, late 1970s, when I was in grad school, I bought a book called Structuring Your Novel to teach me how to actually write a full-length novel, uh, because before that, it was short stories and other stuff like we do when we're interested in writing but don't know where we're going yet. Right. And uh, so I wrote that novel and three more, which got nowhere after I submitted them. Then I joined Florida Romance Writers, and that made a big difference because I got into a critique group. I went to a writer's conference and met an agent. Uh, the agent submitted three more of my books, and none of these six books sold. They're all still sitting here in my drawer. But for the seventh one, one of my critique partners suggested I write a futuristic romance because I like reading romance, and I was a Star Trek fan. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did, and that's the book that sold. Circle of Light was the first book in my Light Years trilogy, and it won the Holt Medallion Award. So that's the one that got me started. So were you going into this with the idea that you wanted to be a full-time writer, or was it just something you wanted to do uh, on the side, or or you were sort of open to seeing what happens? What was your What was your attitude going into it? Uh, on the side to start, because I was training as a nurse, and I worked for 10 years as a registered nurse. Uh, then I got my master's. Well, I got my master's degree and worked as a clinical nurse specialist. So I was writing novels in between <laughs> doing this job. So at that point, it wasn't full time. I mm -hmm. only went full time when I got married. And thanks to my husband who could support me. So uh, that's when I made the switch. That's really interesting that you were, you know, it, it, it probably uh, work, worked out well that, uh, well, you, you wouldn't think nurses have a whole lot of, whole lot of free time on their, on their hands, you know, for, for writing. Well, you do. You have free time in the morning. You have it in the evening. And mm -hmm. as a clinical nurse specialist, I had a private office, too. So okay. uh, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you work it in if you really want to do it. That's true, and, and I guess that's true of uh, you know a anybody who's 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 trying to write. If, if you really want to uh, to make it happen, you'll figure out a way to do it. That is true. That is true, and in that regard, also you have to be adaptable not only to your job requirements but to the market the market requirements for books out there. 
you may write what you love and it may not get anywhere. If you have enough passion in your work, you just have to keep trying and uh, see what works, which uh, my friend who inspired me to write that first published book said, you throw a lot of spaghetti on the wall and you see what sticks. So I did. I started out with futuristic romance. And when that market took a plunge, that's when my agent suggested I write a straight mystery series. And that's when I switched over to the Bad Hair Day mysteries. And was that an easy transition for you? Uh, or, or did it feel like you were learning to write completely all over again? Actually, it was easy because I was putting mysteries into my romances. And mm -hmm. uh, in fact, one I wrote then was like a perfect, almost a cozy murder mystery uh, structure, except it had to deal with uh, other elements, not a murder, but it was the same thing with a limited number of suspects, uh, all of whom had secrets and motives. So that kind of taught me how to write a cozy right there. Uh, but uh, And then coming up with a concept, I wanted to do something that hadn't been done before that was fun to research. And uh, while I was getting my hair done at a salon, I came up with the idea of having a hairdresser be the sleuth. Okay, yeah. So, so you never know where, uh, you know, a, a moment of inspiration is going to hit you. That's for sure, yes. But I also studied the markets to see what was already there. How, how much of it is, um, how, how much of it for, for you has been, um, you know, having an idea and, you know, just pursuing it and, and how much of it is looking at what's already in demand and trying to make a story that fits that? Well, when I was trying to sell new works, you do have to study what's out there and, and what's selling. Uh, mm -hmm. At the stage I'm at now, which is book 17 in my mystery series, it's more an evolution of, of what comes with the characters and, and how that's developing. So it's it's almost taken on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. My characters grow and develop, and each book is a reflection of the next stage in their relationships. So it's different depending on what stage you are in as a writer. Do you think it's uh, easier to write a, a series because, you know, but like you said, the characters are evolving and everything over time, but you kind of, you kind of know who these people are. So you don't have to, you don't have to come up with that. Or, or would you say it's easier to build, you know, build a new world from, from scratch? Well, I've done both the standalones and the series and, I love writing a series. I mean, it, yes, the characters are there. With mysteries, you have a new cast of suspects for each story, so they're not totally static. Um, you have their favorite recurrent characters, and then you have the fans who, if they get hooked on one book, they're going to look for all the rest of the books in the series. So yeah. I do advise mystery writers in particular to think about series. Yes, I, I I think that makes a lot of sense because you know if you know obviously uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, podcasting and um, and I, I heard someone actually describe it that if you write just one book and and just put it out there and expect it to to do well, that's a little like doing a podcast where you do one episode and wait to see how that does before you do any more. You know, you you, you kind of have to have 
you know, if you have a number of uh, of different titles out there, it's going to make it a lot easier for people to find it. Of course, and you can do you can do short series. I mean, you can do trilogies. You can do five book series. How, however, you want to do it, but readers really seem to like them, and they do work in other genres too. Especially if you think about what draws you to a series that you love to read, mm-hmm. it's it's basically watching the character growth, and um, there's yeah, such a richness of, of material. Yeah, over over the course of the story and from one from one book to the next too. Yeah. Um. So I, I know when when I was writing uh my uh, my first book, I I know it's been for for me at least it's been a lot easier now working on you know the the second and third stories. Um, like I I think when I, when I first started, I I figured like you just. You just literally had had like a blank page in front of you and just started writing, um, and I think that that probably set me back uh, quite a bit. And you know, I kind of learned as I was going, and um, you know, so so obviously, the the way that I'm approaching it now for you know subsequent books, it's very different from you know my my first try at it. Um, how has how has it changed for you over time? You know, was did you did you get through the first one and and sort of learn a completely new way of doing it, or has it has it been kind of the same as as you've gone along? It's very different. I think it took me two years to write my first book, and now I can mm-hmm. do one in four to six months. Uh, if you sign with a publisher, you're going to have deadlines, and you have to streamline your writing, but mm-hmm. you also get better with each book. And you don't have to uh, slave over it as long because your sentence structure and pacing and everything, you get a feel for it. Uh, so you, you, your book is more polished from the get-go. I mean, I still do rely on my critique group to point out a lot of things that need improvements. and Nobody's ever perfect, but, but your writing really does improve with each book that you write. And that makes a difference, and then that makes the whole process quicker. And I would imagine that uh, as you're going along and getting more experience, that like your critique group is probably critiquing things, you know, on like a, a deeper level. Whereas at the beginning, it may be, you know, literally things like sentence structure and 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 things like that. And now that you've now that you've done it for a while, and and you have a have a feel better feel for what you're doing, now it's more looking at story elements and how everything sort of gels together. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, It's more about emotional reactions of the characters. Like my heroine might be too harsh in one passage or she might be coming across as too nosy with a suspect. Uh, So it's, it's content like that. It's not grammatical stuff at this point. Uh, Yeah. And uh, you need another person to point out those things to you as well yeah yeah especially in in my case because um you know like i i knew in my head what i was trying to say and so that doesn't necessarily always come across so you need that person who's coming at it fresh to you know who doesn't have all the information and you know bouncing around in their head that you do to to look at it and uh and and tell you how they're seeing it exactly and also with a series with each book, you can't assume that the reader is going to know the characters 
and the critique partners are good at pointing that out too if I don't give enough of an introduction to a character. Uh, so a new reader has to be able to jump in and understand what's going on. Uh, so that's important as well. Uh, is it kind of a balancing act of, you know, wanting to introduce it so that if, if somebody hasn't read it before, they're they're going to know what's going on, but not wanting to tread over the same ground for the people who have read it before? Or do you just, or do you just look at it solely from the perspective of, uh, of a new person looking at it for the first time? Uh, it is a balancing act. You, you have to <laughs> hit that delicate mark between giving enough of an introduction and not repeating yourself too much. Uh, you also have to be careful what you reveal about previous books. <clears throat> like in a mystery, you don't want to tell who the killer was, but you right. want to perhaps entice the reader to go back and, and get that story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I never would have thought of that, especially uh, in a series, sort of, uh, you know, teasing things after the fact, right? Uh, mm -hmm. to, to get people interested in the uh, in the other ones. Yeah, that if uh, if I do end up doing a series at some point, that's something I'm I'm definitely going to have to keep in mind. Yeah, and um, I wrote a book called "Writing the Cozy Mystery," mm -hmm. and besides uh, telling how to write a mystery, it, it does go into the, the possible continuity problems with a series and mentions stuff like that. So uh, that's in that book. Uh, so, so you mentioned uh, that book. Uh, if, uh, you know, I, I would imagine that a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably in the same uh, position as I am that uh, either they're, you know, aspiring or working on their first uh first story or book or you know maybe they've they've published one at this point um uh what would your what would your advice be for somebody in that position who's you know probably done some writing but still just getting started i strongly recommend that any aspiring writers uh join professional writing organizations attend workshops and get into a critique group because I learned everything about the business of writing from other authors. It's not only you have to learn how to write a book and the, the grammar and structure and pacing, but then you have to learn how to market it. And that is an ongoing, never ending process. Uh, I'm still learning today. I'm taking an online class on Amazon ads, which is something I need to learn and understand. I have oh, yeah. box sets coming out for the first time, so I had to learn about that. Uh, it never ends, and you really learn most of this from other authors. So get involved in the writing community. That's that's the main piece of advice that I have. And I would say it's probably really important to to get your work in front of somebody that, you know, even if they know you, you know they're going to be honest with you and not just tell you, hey, this is the greatest thing I've ever read, just because they like you. Definitely, and you can find manuscript critiques through conferences that offer them. Also, there are some writing contests that offer feedback, and those are invaluable if you want to get some uh, responses on your work. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, really good uh, insight and advice. Thanks so much for joining me, Nancy. Thank you, and you can find more details at nancyjcohen.com. I have my hands in more podcasts than you could possibly believe. 
First, there's the Greatest Story Ever podcast, where I talk to people about the craziest life experience they've ever had. There's also Time Enough at Last, where Sean Majors and I are re-watching The Twilight Zone. All of it, the entire series from beginning to end. We're currently on 100 yards over the rim from season two, one of my favorites. And, of course, I also produce countless other podcasts. And by countless, I mean three right now. I produce three others. You can get information on all of them at keithconradmedia.com. And, of course, sign up for my free email newsletter, The News Side Quest, to get a daily helping of stories that will distract you from COVID and the red team versus blue team brick-throwing contest in the news. And, of course, next week I'll have another chat with another author here on Learn From the Pros. Cabotron.